This got my undivided attention the other day. A brother, a a Facebook friend, shared this bit of prophetic wisdom with me. God has not Christianized the Jewish faith. Men have. God grafted Gentiles into the faith. He didn't create a new faith. There's only one God, one faith, one salvation, just one body, one bride, one marriage supper, one kingdom, one destination, one future. And let me add this. The the Apostle Paul, a Jew, made this very clear in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 15. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is, the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself, in Jesus, in the Son of God, in the Messiah of Israel, one new man from the two, Jew and Gentile, thus, thus making peace. The church better get its collective heads around that or suffer the collective consequences. And one more thing from my Gentile Facebook brother. God doesn't make Jews Gentiles or Gentiles Jews. I'm becoming very aware as I read the prophetic scriptures of the Bible how often the word mystery pops up in the New Testament because this ancient Jew-Gentile quarrel has been a a mystery in need of some revelation of its divine outcome. In 22 verses from Mark to Revelation, the Bible uses the word mystery. Now, you might be saying, so what's the big deal? Well, the big deal to me is how the Spirit is leading us to search out these mysteries, see some of the specific connections and, and what those mysteries might mean for where we are in the context of 21st century civilization. That's a pretty big deal. Well, are you ready to search out some uh, some mysteries? One in particular, literally held in plain sight, and see if we can gain some, some understanding of what God is up to as we draw even closer to the end of this age. Not the end of the world. I always like to stress that. We're coming to the end of an age in history. Hi, everyone. I'm Bill Nordstrom, and welcome to the program today. The other day, I was reading an interesting piece by the Gatestone Institute for International Policy. There are so many international political moves these days, shifts that point to clear Bible events that have bewildered scholars and prophecy experts alike. Like many of you, I've had my eye trained on the nation of Turkey and its and its not-so-mysterious hopes of returning to the glory days of the old Ottoman Empire. The report says Turkish President Recep Erdogan is exercising his political muscle in the region, and that's, and that's gaining the attention of some of the neighboring nations, events that don't regularly play out in international media, much less here at home. It seems Turkey's obsession with reviving the Turks' imperial days of glory has sent Erdogan turning to the east to create a a pan-Turkic Islamic alliance with neighbors Azerbaijan, Pakistan with Iran, Qatar, and Bangladesh, also getting in on the act. You You might again say, well, so what's the big deal? Well, for one, It would bring together three Muslim nations with strategic advantages. Turkey is a member of NATO. Azerbaijan is a rich uh, nation in hydrocarbon resources and and military. And, And, of course, Pakistan has nukes. 
While I don't believe Western Christians need to be obsessed with these political and military arrangements, I do believe these international events can happen quickly and and often quietly, leaving us somewhat AWOL to the mysteries, the mysteries of the Holy Spirit and what, what the Spirit is revealing in plain sight to the church these days. New coalitions among ancient and hostile enemies of Israel, clear prophetic shifts in the region reliably supported by Scripture would lead one to believe the Lord just might be trying to tell us something. Bible verses that seem fuzzy or unclear in the past, at least to me, are suddenly jumping off the pages. Those of you tracking with us over the past months know I've had a point or made a point of the fact that that while the Bible certainly has some mysteries to be solved, the Lord, in His great wisdom, is making many of these mysteries knowable now, along with specific timing events that have always been available in Scripture but are now making perfect sense. Hence, more insight into the mysteries. I've been hesitant, very hesitant, over the years to, to get unduly attached to timing indicators in prophetic Scripture because There's been so many false speculations and theories leaving many to to give up on the whole question of end-time prophecy in the first place. So, let's take on one mystery, an important one, that I believe presents a clear timing indicator for a physical return of Jesus, the Jewish Messiah, to the earth. I was reading Hosea and Micah the other day, and I just had a very hard time to think these two prophets had anything other in mind than a mysterious 2,000-year gap. They were prophets with clear, clear attitudes regarding the mind of the Spirit. Listen to the prophet Hosea in chapter 5, starting at verse 14. This is God speaking. I, even I, will tear them and go away. I will return again to my place till they acknowledge their offense. Okay, so what's the offense? Well, the prophet Micah puts it this way, starting in chapter 5, verse 1. Gathering yourselves together in troops, O daughter of troops, he, that's God, has laid siege against us. They will strike the judge, the ruler of Israel, with a rod on the cheek. Now, to put that a little bit more succinctly, they'll crucify the Lord of glory at a future time, They'll put to death the Messiah of Israel. Now, Micah makes clear, makes it perfectly clear, this ruler will come out of Bethlehem. The one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from old, from everlasting, literally the days of eternity. Now, I'd have a very difficult time seeing this as anyone other than the coming Messiah, the judge, the ruler of Israel, who's going to going to at last settle everything with his people and and bring them finally into eternal covenant righteousness. But then Micah, the prophet Micah, drops a bomb. Listen to verse 3. Therefore, he shall give them up. (laughs) What? But why? And for how long? Well, Well, Micah makes it clear it'll be until the time that she who is in labor has given birth. Now, let me put that in perspective. 
The prophet Jeremiah and others make it very clear there's a future time of great trouble coming to Israel. It's called the time of Jacob's trouble. You and I know this is the coming great tribulation, but again, for how long? For that, we need to go back to Hosea. They've struck the ruler of Israel on the cheek, and God has returned to his place until they acknowledge their offense. Now, I suggest that that acknowledgement would come quickly when they see the ruler of Israel come in the clouds at the end of Jacob's trouble. Listen to chapter 6, verse 1 of Hosea. Come, let us return to the Lord, for he has torn, but he will heal us. He has stricken, but he will bind us. Now, get this part right here. Verse 2. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up that we may live in his sight. So here's the heart of the mystery. I don't, I don't believe for a moment the prophet was, was considering the God of Israel was going to head back to heaven for 24 hours. Then on the third day, on the 36th hour, after they'd made their amends, hustle back and save all Israel and raise the righteous dead. I don't believe that. I don't think that's the way they saw it. And I don't believe it's the way the prophets want us to see it. The Apostle Peter in the New Testament makes it perfectly clear. To the Lord, one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. No, from the time they struck the ruler of Israel on the cheek until the time of the ruler's return is the heart of the mystery, a 2,000-year gap. Certainly, the Messiah's sacrificial death and resurrection revealed at least one mystery solved— it was God's plan from the very beginning of time to save whosoever will. The saving grace of the Spirit was to be poured out on the grafted-in Gentiles, also brought into the Lord's covenant righteousness. And as my Facebook friend said very, very well, God did not create a new faith to Christianize the Jewish faith. God hasn't made Jews Gentiles or Gentiles Jews. He's made one new man. And ladies, that's not gender specific. I didn't want to take a chance of getting canceled here. What I'm saying is the word of God is clear about the season of his return. But is the Holy Spirit revealing long-held mysteries, timing indicators that are actually more precise and reveal more about the time in the context of the days in which we're now living? Certainly, Jesus made it clear we will not and cannot know the day or the hour, but he commanded us to know the season or the generation of his return. Jesus uses the word know seven times in the Gospel of Matthew in chapters 24 and 25, and that's his most comprehensive end-time teaching, responding to the disciples' question, what will be the sign of your coming? and the end of the age. And and by the way, those disciples were all Jewish and were likely to be familiar with the prophets. They wanted to know the signs that would precede the Lord's return. They were already well past the two-day, 24-hour scenario. It had been well over two days since Hosea and Micah prophesied and their Q&A with Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we need your wisdom to even begin to comprehend your mysteries. They've been hidden in plain sight from the time of the prophets, and I believe it's your desire. We, we search the scriptures and give ourselves to prayer and intercession as you reveal to us 
here a little, there a little, line upon line, precept upon precept. You've made it clear that it'll be necessary to move ever closer to your heart, your knowledge, uh, your wisdom for the days that are before us. As the Apostle Paul prayed at the beginning of this 2,000-year gap, I want to pray for the church, that the eyes of our understanding, Father, would be enlightened, that we may know what is the hope of your calling and what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints. Father, I pray for your church that we would grasp the width, the length, the depth, and the height of your coming kingdom. Fill us with your spirit for the days ahead. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen and amen. Listen, if you were not able to follow along in your Bible today because you were driving a car or walking the dog or something else, give another listen with the Word of God open to the prophets Hosea and Micah. It'll be much easier on you because you can hear the scriptures and see them at the same time. See if this great mystery takes on a a whole new meaning. Blessings and Maranatha. I'm Bill Nordstrom.